Hello, and welcome to Start By Listening, the podcast about sexual harm. We are centered on educating and empowering our Western Kentucky communities. Our goal is to transform the way we talk about sexual harm. Transformation begins by listening to understand. We talk so you can listen today and change the world tomorrow. Hey y'all, it's your friendly therapist here, Jennifer, coming to you live from my house again. Thanks, Corona. (laughs) Isn't it interesting how over the past year that we have found ways to adapt, we have found ways to change, we have found ways to um, keep going and doing things to the best of our abilities. And so I'm coming from my home today in my home office. You might hear a phone in the distance. You might hear my dogs barking. Uh, you might hear a car going by um, or who knows, but it it is what it is. And um, I'm just excited to be here with you guys. I've been thinking about and planning this particular podcast since months ago, (laughs) because this is by far um, one of my favorite things to talk about. Like, I totally geek out, nerd out, so hyper-focused on learning when it comes to the polyvagal theory. Y'all, I cannot tell you how much in the last five years as a therapist As compared to the last 15 years as a social worker, these last five years, I have learned so much. I have learned so much about trauma. I've learned so much about myself as a practitioner. I have learned so much about mental health, physical health, nutrition, sleep and connection and relationships like oh i've just learned so much and i am excited to bring to you today everything about the polyvagal theory and an amazing intervention called the safe and sound protocol ssp for short And so, you know how much I love EMDR, and you know how much I love NARM. Well, this is right up there with it. Um, COVID in the last year allowed me the opportunity to do so much reading, attend so many trainings, and really immerse myself in a theory. And um, I don't know about you all, whoever is a, a clinician on here listening, but when I went to graduate school 20 plus years ago, um, nobody ever talked to me about the nervous system. There was no class about polyvagal theory. Um, there was nothing except... Back then, narrative therapy, 
um, talk therapy, and just looking at the psychological theories, um, behavioralism, and so on and so on. And obviously, I can't remember all of those because I remember thinking, gosh, these just don't really make sense to me. Y'all ever had that where you just thought, what the heck am I reading? What the heck am I learning? This just doesn't make sense to me. And it, it just never clicked. Um, this clicks. This makes sense. You know, I'm a nurse as well as a therapist. I got my first nursing degree back in 2008. Um, and... I marveled at the body's ability to heal. Like, you know, like, let's say you're in the kitchen cutting up your veggies and you slice your hand. Mm, most people are going to wash it out, put a little, like, neosporin on it, or maybe some bacitracin, uh, maybe some essential oils, and put a Band-Aid on it, and, and then... You know, within a few days, it, it's beginning to heal, or it has healed. And you have a scab, you know, that that covers the wound, and then that eventually is absorbed into the body. And I was amazed at the body's ability to heal itself. You know, we have this beautiful immune system that keeps our bodies running relatively well. And our bodies are very adaptive. And I remember thinking years and years ago, why is it that we can't heal ourselves from trauma? Why is it that we take so long to maybe overcome or work through experiences that have happened to us? And, you know, I too um, have been to a therapist, well, actually a few therapists in my life, um, and they have helped me tremendously. And, you know, it, it's it's quite okay to seek out help when you need it. I mean, that's, that's part of your health, right? And I always just wondered why, if the body can heal from a cut, could it not heal from tragedy? Could it not heal from a traumatic experience? And... That was so many years ago. Fast forward, then I became a trauma therapist working with survivors of sexual assault. And fast forward to the pandemic of last year, 2020, and I began to really learn about Dr. Stephen Porges and the polyvagal theory. And in my research, um, I found the safe and sound protocol. So what I'm going to do today is I mainly am going to focus on the safe and sound protocol, but I'm going to sprinkle in a little bit of polyvagal because really the safe and sound protocol was born from um, the polyvagal theory. And so in a nutshell, and this is a very rudimentary um, way of me explaining polyvagal, there is the vagus nerve that is inside, you know, your body, and it is part of the nervous system. And this vagus nerve reaches out and touches every organ system in your body. And the vagus nerve is what controls your sympathetic and your parasympathetic responses. 
And when I say sympathetic, what I mean is your fight, flight, or freeze. And when I say parasympathetic, that's what I refer to as your rest and your digest. When you are not in danger, when you are calm and content, and you're able to be in connection with other people, and it's just when you feel good. So those are the, the two branches of this vagus nerve. And so this is the part of your body that interprets environmental cues as dangerous or safe. And based on that, it then tells the body to produce certain chemicals and to do certain things to protect itself. And so, you know, many times survivors of sexual abuse will say, I froze, I could not move. I wanted to move, but I physically could not move. And so I do lots of explaining in education that that is a normal response of the body, that you are in the sympathetic part of your nervous system and your body is under attack. It feels danger. It feels fear. And the body and the brain are going to decide what it needs to do in that moment to survive. So either the body is going to fight, the body is going to run away, or the body is going to freeze. And with most sexual assault survivors, the body is going to freeze. That's just based on talking with lots and lots of survivors on how bodies respond. And then what happens when the body senses that danger has passed, that the body is out of danger, it now can go into that parasympathetic response, which is the rest and digest. And that's when the body feels safe and connected and comfortable. So imagine if you would, an individual who lives in a constant state of fear. Imagine how a body would respond growing up in a household where there was violence, where safety was not guaranteed, where so many things were unknown. So that individual's nervous system was in a constant state of hyperarousal, hypervigilance. That means that the body was always listening for and preparing for danger because it needed to know if it had to run away, if it had to fight, or if it had to freeze to survive that environment. Now imagine, if you will, that that same person who grew up in that environment left that environment. They went on into the world and they were able to create a safe environment where they lived in the future, was safe, it was secure, there was no violence, there was no threat. And still, this person maybe 
deals with anxiety, depression. Maybe they cannot get to a state of calmness or rest because they're always looking out for something. You might have even um, experienced a friend or a coworker or a family member who says, I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. You ever heard that phrase? Or, I just know that something bad is going to happen. I need to be prepared. That's that hypervigilance, that hyperarousal. So even though the person is no longer living in that violent situation that they did as a child, their nervous system is kind of stuck, if you think about it. It's stuck. It is stuck back at the time when they were not safe. And that vagus nerve has been damaged due to living in a constant state of stress. So a way to help the nervous system and a way to help the body to feel safe when our um, when we know that we are safe because I'm living in a safe place, I can tell it's safe. But the way we need to bring the body and the nervous system to that way of thinking is by healing the vagus nerve. And this is one way that the body can heal its vagus nerve. And then the nervous system can be more balanced and can be able to go in and out of the sympathetic and the parasympathetic instead of being stuck in sympathetic. And so I spent the last year learning about the Safe and Sound Protocol. Um, I got trained in the Safe and Sound Protocol and I am now able to provide this intervention to clients that I work with at New Beginnings. Now, this is a very interesting intervention, and uh, most of the time it is used by occupational therapists. However, here in my community, I searched high and low, and I could not find anyone uh, that provided this protocol. So really, here at New Beginnings, we're on the cusp of cutting edge, we are always looking for evidence-based practice, and we are looking at things that we know helps trauma survivors heal. And so the Safe and Sound Protocol was developed by a company called Integrated Learning Systems, which then I think was um, taken over or bought through MyUnite. And Dr. Stephen Porges, who developed the polyvagal theory, worked hand-in-hand -hand with these companies to develop this intervention. And this is an acoustic intervention, which to me also is, is just brilliant. It is music-based. And it is music that targets the vagus nerve in the body, helping the vagus nerve to begin to regulate the nervous system to be able to move in and out of the sympathetic, which is the fight, flight, freeze, and then the parasympathetic, 
which is the rest and digest, because our body needs that ability to go in and out of those states, right? We cannot remain in a constant state of calm and contentment. That's just not possible, right? I mean, what if somebody honks a horn and we get startled? Our sympathetic system's going to be, you know, whoop, it's going to be online. Um, our body is meant to go in and out of these, these two branches of the nervous system. And so this acoustic intervention, it begins to heal that vagus nerve so it is balanced. And as I said before, the vagus nerve touches every organ system in the body. And it's kind of like the gas pedal and the brake for our nervous system. So that's, in a nutshell, what it is. So what does it do? Well, simply put, this helps your nervous system and your body to feel better. It allows the body to feel safety. It allows the body to feel calmness, groundedness, and it builds resiliency within the nervous system. People have reported feeling less anxious, less overwhelmed, less irritable. They've also reported the ability to think better, to think more clearly. Attention increases. Creativity increases. There's less rigidity, less disorganization, and less distractibility. It also allows us to connect um, with one another more easily in a more openly and genuine way. Um, when the body and when the nervous system is not hypervigilant and when it is less guarded, then we feel more open and we feel more safe to be able to connect to another human being. And really, that is what we want as humans. We want connection. We want safety. We want emotional safety, emotional connection. And the vagus nerve is, is, is part of that within the nervous system. And so that leads us to begin to think about, well, how does this work? So. There are muscles, teeny tiny little muscles, within the middle of your ear that work to sense danger. And it's kind of like the first line of defense. But what happens when people live in a constant state of fear, or when people live in unsafe situations, or have been through traumatic events, those muscles become slack and they don't function properly. And so what the first part of this intervention does, this music, it works out these muscles. So imagine if you would, um, these little muscles in, in the ear, they're working out and they're building their strength and they're getting resilient. And so the first three hours of this musical intervention 
can be quite upsetting to the body. Um, people's ears will hurt. They will itch. Um, I personally felt a fullness and an expansion within my ear canal. Um, people begin to actually hear things that they could not hear before because the muscles just weren't functioning properly. And through this, which can take time to go through these first three hours, because you have to go slow so that your body isn't overwhelmed and that your nervous system doesn't like freak out, because it could. It's a slow process when working with survivors of any trauma. But we're building these muscles in these first three hours. And then the last two hours of the music are the actual intervention, where now that these muscles work properly, we are retraining the brain to understand human speech so that our vagus nerve can then regulate and balance within the nervous system of moving in and out of those two areas of the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. And for some people, they need to go through this process once. Some people need multiple times. Everybody's nervous system is different and everybody's nervous system requires something different. But what I think is amazing is that this acoustic intervention uses a type of filtered music of human speech that has been, I don't even know the correct word to use here, y'all, but I'm going to say formatted to begin to heal that vagus nerve. And so this music sounds really bizarre. Like, that's the word I think of. Um, when I listened to it, it sounds like somebody singing through a tin can that's really long and is down this long, long hallway. That's what it actually sounds like. And it's not normal music. And so a lot of times the kids that I work with, they'll kind of look at me like, Miss Jennifer, this is weird. I'm like, yeah, it is weird. Um, but that's okay. It's going to help us. And it reminds me also of if you've ever heard music on one of those old timey um, record players. I think they were called a, a gramophone back then. And it just sounds so far away. And you listen to the music while you're doing a very calm activity. So as a therapist, I'm in the room with my client. They have the headphones on. They're listening to the music. And together we're going to do an activity where we don't talk and we remain quiet. And my nervous system, which is already calm and grounded, is co-regulating with their nervous system. And so I will do Lego or a puzzle. We color. 
we draw together. Maybe we even play a matching game. And I do all of this while the music is playing. I am engaged with my clients and they are engaged with the music. And like I said, it's a five hour intervention, but I have found as a trauma therapist that I need to do anywhere from five minutes per day to the max of about 15 with clients so that I do not overwhelm them, so that their nervous system begins to understand what this acoustic music sounds like, what it feels like. So I go really, really slow. Um, many times uh, clients can become agitated after listening to the music. That is very normal. Um, I prepare for that. We have exercises to work that through. And if you think about it, we're kind of shocking the nervous system. And what we're doing is we're taking a stuck vagus nerve and we're healing this stuck nerve. And thereby, we are forcing the nervous system out of that fight, flight, freeze into a more calm, relaxed, and content place. And that can be very scary for people. And that can be very triggering. I mean, could you imagine? Just think about your own life. Like, if you have never been able to feel calm, if you have never been able to feel relaxed, and now suddenly your body is able to feel that, that could be a very scary feeling. That could be very overwhelming, and it could be very triggering. So the body could perceive this as a threat. And the way we work through that is we go slow and steady. It just depends on the person. It depends on their nervous system and what they need. So this protocol is amazing. It helps a nervous system and a body to recover, to process and respond to cues in the environment that perhaps the person had never been able to sense before. It allows an individual to feel more emotionally regulated. They're able to actually regulate emotions for the first time. And the body's ability to be resilient increases dramatically. And people report back that they can handle stress and life's adversity so much better. It's just amazing. Um, I have already been through one round of SSP, and I'm currently working on my second go-around. And I noticed immediately um, after going through the five hours 
that overall I felt more calm and relaxed and I felt much better equipped to handle stress. And, you know, I say that coming from a place of where I already manage my own stress pretty well because I work my tools and I use my coping skills. And this just kind of added to it. It was kind of like, to me, the frosting on the cake. <laughs> and I, I can't help but wonder that if more um, therapists and more occupational therapists knew about this, and it was more widely accepted in our community, just how many people we could help. Because everyone's nervous system, especially because of the last year, whew, everybody's nervous system is out of whack. Everybody is on edge. Everybody is trying to survive, right? And so this acoustic intervention can be utilized with individuals who have social or emotional difficulties, auditory sensory processing difficulties, people that have anxiety, depression, PTSD, trauma, uh, reactivity, stresses, or excuse me, stressors that impact social engagement, um, people with chronic pain, fatigue, sleeping difficulties, people with gut issues. This intervention can work with all of those individuals and can help them to feel better physically and to feel better emotionally. So now for any clinicians who are out there in the World Wide Web of the interwebs that's listening to this podcast, I have a question for you. So this goes out for my occupational therapists, my LCSWs, my LPCCs, counselors, advocates. Have you ever worked with a client who had a very safe and stable and supportive home environment? Maybe even a, a spouse? And yet your client remains hypervigilant and has great difficulty using the resources that you've given them that promote calmness and groundedness. Did you ever consider that even though their physical environment is safe, that their nervous system does not feel safe? What if what's holding back your client in therapy or in treatment is simply their nervous system's inability to get unstuck. And if that was the case, what are the possibilities that could open for your client? How might their life change? If their nervous system was balanced and their body actually felt safe. So that was more than one question, but let me tell you something. 
I have been there. I have been that therapist. And until I discovered the polyvagal theory with Dr. Stephen Porges and Deb Dana, and until I discovered the safe and sound protocol, I never knew how much a client could truly heal from their trauma. I never knew how much life sustaining it could be. And so since last year, I have been using this protocol in conjunction with EMDR and NARM and CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, with my clients. And the changes have been dramatic, life-altering, and life-saving for these people. And I'm going to encourage you to visit some of the websites that are going to be in the details of today's notes for this uh, podcast. And so now I have a question for my non-therapist, non-clinician listeners out there, whoever you may be. I want you to just sit there for just a moment. And I want you just to take a few deep breaths. And I want you to just think about the following. Have you ever wondered why it might be so difficult to use healthy coping skills or resources, things that you have learned from the internet, from a therapist, or from friends on how to calm your body and how to promote rest and relaxation. Have you ever considered that maybe your vagus nerve has been stuck in fight, flight, freeze? And this part of your nervous system was keeping you in a constant state of hypervigilance, even though you have a safe, secure, and supportive home environment, work environment, family or friends. Just let that sink in for a second. Why do I feel so anxious all of the time when I have a great life? when I have a great job, when I have a great home, I have great friends, I have a great family, I have, insert whatever. What if perhaps a part of that answer lies within the nervous system and its inability to regulate as it should? 
because of how it responded years ago to make sure that you were safe, to make sure that you survived whatever life experiences that happened. And so I'm going to leave you with that today to ponder. But I'm going to leave you with that to think about and wonder if I can heal my vagus nerve, which will allow my body to function healthy and properly, how might this affect my emotional health and how might this affect my physical health? Could this improve and help my immune system to fight off sickness and illness? If I were to heal my vagus nerve, would I be able to adapt to the stresses that happen to me better? Could I finally rest and relax and not feel the need to be busy all of the time? I know what my answer is. And I also know what the answer is for many of my clients, too. And I can tell you that on the journey to healing your vagus nerve, great things happen. And so I'm going to empower you today to Google the vagus nerve and Google ways to heal the vagus nerve. Um, you know, there are things you can do without a safe and sound protocol acoustic intervention. You can hum. Those vibrations help to heal a vagus nerve. You can gargle. You can sing. You can do many things. There's so much information out there. But sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. So I hope that you've enjoyed my little journey down the safe and sound protocol land. And I hope that you um, educate yourselves some more about this. And I hope that you have spent this time with me today and enjoyed one of my favorite things to talk about. And I'm just excited um, that you've been along this journey with me this year. Just to give you a little sneak peek of what's to come next time from me. So next month, um, we're going to do something a little different. And it's going to be a little wacky. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Um, I am gathering my amazing posse of bodacious, wild, badass women therapists that I work with, and we're going to have a little fun together. And so the focus of my next podcast is going to be questions I've always wanted to ask a therapist, but I was too scared to. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's not going to be all serious. It's going to be lighthearted. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say. There might be some serious questions, but 
um, yeah, that's, that's the theme for next month. So stay tuned. As always, I've enjoyed being with you today. I've enjoyed bringing you some new knowledge, and I hope that you have found it useful and helpful. So until next time, I look forward to being with you all. Go out there and change the world. Well, we made it to the end of our episode. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to thank VOCA for funding our podcast. VOCA stands for Victims of Crime Act. This project was supported by grant number VOCA 2020 Green River 00026 awarded through the Kentucky Justice and Public Safety Cabinet by the United States Department of Justice. The opinions, findings, conclusions, and recommendations expressed in this publication, program, exhibition are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Kentucky Justice and Public Safety Cabinet or the U.S. Department of Justice. We also want to give a big shout out and a thank you to Seth Hedges of Uriah Wild Media. He is the amazing individual who created the beautiful music for our podcast. We thank you so much, Seth. I'm going to encourage you to go check out his stuff. He's pretty talented and awesome. You can find him at www.uriahwild.com. That's www.uriahwild.com. And finally, we want to give a really special shout out to Rodney Newton for being our amazing technical advisor. He has spent several Saturdays and days throughout the week to help us get this podcast up and going. Rodney, you are our captain. And finally, we hope that you'll take something you heard today and change the world tomorrow. Join us next time on Start By Listening. And as always, please remember that New Beginnings is here for you to listen or help 24 hours a day. Just give us a call, 1-800-226-7273.